Kavai greetings to you, brethren. I welcome you to another episode of Ignite Podcast. And in this episode, we'll be looking into a topic, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. But before we dive into the topic, let us pray. Our most righteous Lord, we worship you, bless your name, Spirit of Truth, Spirit of Light, we worship you for another privilege you've given, you've given unto us to learn from your feet again, so be that we exalted, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that as we're about to learn from you, we pray that the, your word that we're going to hear will bring light and understanding unto us in the name of Jesus. We pray that by this word will not be found wanted the last day in the name of Jesus. That this word will stand for us the last day in the name of Jesus. And you give us the grace to not only to hear your word, but to also, what, to also do according to your word in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' unfailing name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen in Jesus' name. Praise God. I still remain your host, Akinshadere Esther, and in this episode of Ignite Podcast for the month of April year 2022, we'll be looking at the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God is one of the Trinity, as we all know that we have God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, and it is one of the words, one of the Trinity. It is a spirit every true believer must possess. As a true believer, if you are saying you are a true child of God, you must possess the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God can also be called the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Spirit of God is also the Holy Spirit, which Jesus promised his disciples and was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 so the spirit of god can also can also be called the holy spirit and if we can recall this was promised by jesus he promised the disciples and when after he has after he have gone that he will send the holy spirit and it was fulfilled in acts let's go to the book of acts chapter 2 this was where the promise of the holy spirit was fulfilled acts chapter 2 verse 1 Said and and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave gave them utterance. So this is the fulfillment of the promise of of Jesus. The Spirit of God descended upon the disciples in those days in the book of Acts, chapter two. Man cannot be empty. As as a man, we cannot be empty. Is it that we carry the Spirit of God? Or we carry the spirit of devil. I pray that the spirit of devil will not live, will not, will not live inside of us in Jesus' name. So there is no how a man can be can be empty if you are not carrying the spirit of God. That means I automatically carrying the spirit of I automatically carry the spirit of devil. But for the sons and daughters of Yahweh, we must be a carrier of the spirit of God. This is what differentiates us from others. The spirit of God in us is what differentiates us from others the spirit did not just come into existence in new testament it is not just in new testament that we have the spirit of god it has long been existing from the old testament if we if we look at the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 2 in the old testament then chapter 1 verse 2 it says and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god i repeat and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the water the spirit of god that moved upon the water here in this old testament is holy spirit is the holy spirit so it's not just in the new in the new testament that we have the holy spirit the Holy spirit have been in existence right from the old testament it's just that it has not been fully activated in man does not be fully like the way the way the Holy Spirit operates in man in New Testament. That not it was not fully activated in the Old Testament, but it has long been existed existent right from the beginning of the world of the world. So it is not just in in New Testament that we have 
the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit didn't just come as a as a coincidence. It has what the Spirit have long have long been there in the words in the Old Testament. But immediately Christ left, the Holy Spirit came to existence. Immediately Christ left, the Holy Spirit came to and it was activated in man. This is the promise that Jesus gave his disciples that after he lived, that he will send the comforter. So this is when it was activated in man. So why then is this spirit necessary in man? Why is it that as a believer, why is it necessary for us to possess the spirit of God? Why is it necessary for us to have the spirit of God in us? It is the spirit of God that reveals mystery. It reveals mysteries. It reveals hidden things of darkness to man. It is the spirit of God. There are some things that our carnal knowledge or our our ordinary knowledge cannot comprehend. It is the spirit of God that reveals some things to us, that explains some mysteries to us. That is why, as a Christian, if one things of the of, of the kingdom of darkness, the secret of the kingdom of darkness, to be revealed to you, we need to what possess the spirit of God because it is through the spirit that we can. We, the, the mysteries can be revealed unto us. I pray that may the Lord bestow us His Spirit in the name of Jesus. Things that cannot be required, that cannot be revealed to men, men, things that cannot be revealed to ordinary, ordinary men, are revealed to men by the Spirit of God. That revealed to men by the Spirit of God. Also, the Spirit gives men understanding of the Word. This is why he is the great teacher. The Holy Spirit is the great teacher. Whenever we read, the Bible says the letter it, the letter kill it. Whenever we read, we read there is a whenever we read the word of God, there is a veil that is covering it. But it's the spirit of God that unveils this veil and gives us understanding of the of the word that we've heard, that we've read. So it's not about just reading the letters for reading's sake, it's the understanding. The true understanding of the word and which is which can only be possible through the help of the Holy Spirit. It can only be possible. The Holy Spirit is also the comforter. The true sons and daughters can find solace in him. We can find solace in the Holy Spirit. This true son, we, we are the true son and true daughters of, of God. We can find solace, solace in the Holy Spirit because he's our comfort. Sometimes that we go, sometimes when we are in trouble, when we are in, when we are, when we going through one trouble or the other. So you see some Christians that whenever they are, whenever they are in one trouble or the other, it's until they tell you that they are facing this or this. You, you, the way they behave, the way they do things, you, do, you can't, you can't really tell that they are passing through some, some, some troubles. It is because of the Holy Spirit in them. The Holy Spirit in them comforts them. It gives them this joy that cannot be explained. It gives them this, this happiness that cannot be explained. That even, even a, a mere man cannot have. So this is, this is what, this is the work of Holy Spirit in, in the life of man. This is why it is necessary as a Christian for us to, for us to have the list because as a Christian we are going to pass through one tribulation or the other. But we will find solace in the Spirit of God. We will find comfort in this Spirit because without this Spirit in us, there is no way we can, there is no way we can find solace. So the Spirit of God is a, is the comforter. The Spirit of God is also needed for a true believer to be able to subject the flesh to the will of God because this flesh that sometimes that you want to do the things of the spirit for instance maybe you want to go go into fast that you want to read you want to you want to stay in stay in the secret place maybe you want to meditate on the world but you are finding it difficult the flesh is not is not willing to subject but when you have the spirit of God in you you're able to what to subject the flesh you're able to subject the flesh to the will of the spirit and not the other way and not and not the flesh controlling us on what to do so the spirit of god will help us it will quicken our spirit as a child of god we ought to be the body of we have to be the body for the spirit of god so as a child of god we ought to be the body and the spirit that should be inside us should be the word the spirit of god i said the other time that man cannot be empty so either you carry the spirit of god or you carry the spirit of devil so we we, we need to make ourselves we need to make we need to make ourselves as a body that is what that is possessed by the spirit of god may god help us in jesus name so that our deeds our actions, our reactions will be directed by the Spirit of God. When we have the Spirit of God in us, whatsoever we do, whatsoever we say, will be directed by the Spirit of God. It is this Spirit that quickens 
us is this spirit that quicken quicken us and make it possible for us to do things of the spirit that seems difficult when you see a man that travel when you see a man that wait upon the lord for hours when you see a man that is interceding interceding with so so much agony so much groanings in his spirit it is it is not it's not he's not doing this through the flesh he's not doing this through the flesh he's doing it through the spirit of god that is inside of him this, this can only be possible when a man has the spirit of god in him every true child of god must long for this spirit to dwell in them even on the spirit of mammon may set in we must long for this spirit to dwell in us as a child of god when we say we are a child of god how do we prove that we are, we are, we are the child of god is when we have this spirit of god that we are claiming that is our father when we are when we have this spirit of him in us that is where we can truly say yes for sure we are his child let's quickly go into the book of romans i am reading from king king james version romans chapter 8 romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans chapter 8 verse 14 i believe we are there romans 8 verse 14 to 16 it says for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of God. I need to repeat this verse. For as men that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So this place, this part, this verse is telling us that for you to say that you are a son of God or you are a daughter of God, that means you need to be led by the Spirit. This is what satisfies that. This is what attests that you are a child of God. That is when you are it is when you are led by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God, that is when you can boldly and truly say you are His child without deceiving yourself. Verse 15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adop- adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Which spirit? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are, we are what? We are children of God. So, it is the Spirit of God that satisfies that you are truly a child of God. You cannot be a child of God and you don't have the Spirit of God in you. That, that, that means you are only deceiving yourself. You are only calling, your, you are only calling yourself the child of God for calling sake, for the name's sake. So if you are truly a child of God, it is the Spirit. Looking at these verses now, we can see that it is the Spirit, that it is the Spirit of God that dwells dwell in us, that satisfies that word, that we are true child of God. Because the Bible says that those, that as men that are led by the Spirit, and when they are led by the Spirit of God, they are the word, they are the sons of God. So those people that are not led by the Spirit of God, automatically they are not a child of God, they are not the sons of God. That is what the scripture is saying. I believe the God give us more understanding of his word in the name of Jesus. I pray that he will expand our, and increase our capacity to understand, to comprehend his word for this month of April in the name of Jesus. Now, you let's 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 look at another subtopic. How do I then have the spirit of God? Like for, for, for anyone that is that, that is longing for this spirit, that, that wants to be possessed with the spirit of God, how then do you have the spirit of God? Firstly, you need to be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. Make sure you have truly accepted Jesus as the personal Lord and Savior because you cannot have the spirit of one that you've not accepted. The spirit of the one you've accepted that will dwell in you. So first first of all, sort out your salvation. Sort it out. Make sure that you have truly accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you have not, take a bold step this month of April. Take a bold step. Surrender your life to Him. Tell Him you tell, tell Him you serve Him with all your life. Tell Him you serve Him with everything that you that you have. Surrender your life to Him. Surrender everything to Him, and you will see Him making making use of your time, making you as a vessel unto honor, making use of you as a vessel unto honor. So the first thing is to do is to be sure of your salvation. Be sure that you've really accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. Then another step is what? Is to long for this Spirit of God. After accepting him, after being sure of your salvation, you long for the Spirit of God and take practical steps. Long for the Spirit of God and take practical steps like praying for this Spirit to dwell in you. Practical step like praying for the Spirit to dwell in you, feeding on the Word 
of God, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Feeding on the Word of God consistently, not doing it at doing not doing it when it is convenient, doing it consistently. So the, by by taking these practical steps. By feeding in, on feeding on the word of God, by staying in the place of prayer, this shows that you are longing for the Spirit, and what the Spirit by by the grace of God will will dwell in us. Now, another step is what be conscious of what you do and say, and ensure they are in alignment with the Spirit of God. Be conscious of what you do, what you say. Don't don't do, 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 do not let profane words to come out of your mouth, foolish words to come out of your mouth. Be conscious, be conscious of what you say, what you do, your deeds as a child of God. Be, be sure that they are in alignment with the Spirit of God. They are in alignment with the Spirit so, so that you, you will not grieve the Spirit. Be, be conscious of what you say. This can be done by subjecting the flesh under the will of the Spirit. Yes, but you know, it, 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 it may seem impossible, it may seem very, very difficult, but it can actually be achieved by subjecting the spirit, the, the flesh, by subjecting the flesh into the will of the Spirit. I see God helping us in Jesus' name. Then, how am I certain that I have the Spirit of God? So, after taking this practical step, how can you certainly say or assuredly say that you have the Spirit of God in you? As a true believer, as a true child of God, how can you certainly tell a fellow believer or tell anyone against you that you have the Spirit of God in you? Evidentially, if you begin to notice that you no longer possess the work of the flesh, in the book of Galatians, we, um, work of the work of the flesh are listed in the book of Galatians. So when you, when you start when you start to notice that this work of the of the flesh that are listed in the book in the book of Galatians, you do no longer possess them, you no longer see them in your life, they no, they no longer exist in you. Then you can say assuredly that you, you have the spirit of God in you. Now, but, but before we before we continue, let's quickly look at let's quickly look into the book of Galatians chapter five, Galatians chapter five verse nineteen to twenty two to check out the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh that you need to you need to take out of your life in order to in order to possess the spirit of God. The work of the flesh that you need to take out of your life. Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen to twenty-two. Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen to twenty-two. I believe we are there, and I'll be reading King James version. Galatians chapter five. Verse 19 to 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 22. And it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery. There's no how these works of the flesh will be in us that we will not know it will manifest. We will be able to say this is these are the works of the flesh without deceiving ourselves. So now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envy, envy, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such like of the wit. And such like of thee which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So these are the work of the flesh. So if, you, if as a Christian, if you still notice that this this work of the flesh is still manifesting in your life, you cannot. I repeat, you cannot say you have the spirit of God in you. You cannot say you have the God. The spirit of God cannot dwell. In an in an unholy body, cannot dwell in an an holy body on an unholy body. But scripture says we should present our body, to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. So that it is an holy body that will be that will be acceptable. So if you notice that you have this work of this work of the flesh in you, your body in your body or in you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God cannot dwell in you. But if you see that this work of the work of the flesh no longer exists, no longer exists in you, that means you have the Spirit of God in you. 
Now, we can, let, let's also look at the fruit, the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is, let's check the book of Galatians also. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. We have the fruit of the Spirit there. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. I read King James Version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So these are the virtues, the attributes that a true believer must possess. Before you can assuredly say you are the Spirit of God in you, they are the fruit of the Spirit. They are the fruit of the Spirit. We have joy, we have peace, we have long suffering, we have gentleness, we have faith, we have meekness, we have temperance, we have godliness, we have love. They are the what? They are the fruit of the Spirit. That you, when you have this, you can actually say yes. The Spirit of God in, is in me. A life with this, a life with the Spirit of God is a fruitful life. A life with the Spirit of God is what? It be a fruitful life. While a life without the Spirit of God is just full of works. Full of works with nothing to show for it. That is why we have the work works of the work of the flesh. We have the works of the flesh and fruit of the spirit and not the other way around. It is the fruit of the spirit because life life that life that any life that have the spirit of God, any life that, that the spirit of God is possessed will be fruitful. That is why we have fruit of the spirit. When in life that lacks the spirit of God, we just we just be a life full of works with nothing to show for. That is why we have works of the flesh. I believe God will help us in Jesus' name. Also, a believer with the spirit of God will possess some of the gift of the spirit. Also, we have the gift of the spirit that every believer too must possess. For you to say you have the spirit of God in you, you there are some gifts of spirit you must possess. At least you possess one gift, one gift of the spirit. Let's look into First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven. First Corinthians chapter number twelve, verse one, verse seven. 1 Corinthians twelve. 7. I will be reading King James Version. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. For the manif- but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse 8. For to one is given the Spirit, the Spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gift gift of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the sounding of spirit to another diverse kind of tongues to another interpretation of tongues but all these worked that one and the, se- the self-same spirit, dividing to every man sev- severally as he wills. So it is the spirit of God that was that gives to every man as the spirit wills. So if the spirit of God is do is in you, the spirit of God what we give to you as the spirit will. We give to you these. We give to you these gifts of the spirit. This gift of the spirit that we've mentioned in the scripture, we have faith, we have a word of knowledge, we have word of wisdom, we have prophecy, we have working of miracles, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, the sounding of spirits and likes. So it is it is the spirit of God that distributes this to every believer, every child of God that truly has the spirit of God in them. So all this we show for every every evidence that you have what the spirit of god in you i pray god will help us in the name of jesus that he will give us the grace to possess to be a carrier of the spirit in the name of jesus amen so with these fruits and gifts of the spirit a christian will be able to assuredly say that he or she have the spirit of god in him of a true finally brethren i will leave us with galatians chapter 5 verse 25 before we round up the sermon 
for this month the month of april of ignite podcast i will finally leave us with galatians chapter 5 verse 25 galatians chapter number 5 verse 25 and i'll be reading from king james version says if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit that means the, the scripture apostle paul is telling us here that it is possible for a christian to live in spirit and not walk in the spirit because he's saying if we live in the spirit let us walk in it so if we have the spirit of god in us let us also walk by this spirit by this spirit let us also walk by this spirit we should not only live in the spirit but also in our deeds in our action in works they should we should also what we should do all this we should do it and also work in the spirit of god we should work in the spirit of god so uh, finally brethren in this month of april i will leave us with this that where if we live in the spirit let us work in the spirit and i pray that god will give us the, the enablement to work in this in his spirit to not only live in the spirit to also work in the spirit in the name of jesus amen before we go let us pray our most righteous lord the word of truth the word of knowledge we bless your name we lift your name high we reference your name we admire you for the opportunity you've given unto us again in this month of april to learn at your feet to receive from you to drink from this everlasting water say may your name be highly exalted in the name of jesus lord we've learned we've learned that as a christian we need your spirit we need your spirit to dwell in us so that we can boldly say we are your child so that we can subject the flesh into into the will of the spirit lord we pray that you will help us you help us to take steps that will make us to possess your spirit in the name of jesus and we pray that you will endow us with your spirit in the name of jesus that the spirit of god will be stored upon and every one of us in the name of jesus and for each and for for any one of us that need to dedicate our lives to you or that need to surrender our lives to you lord we pray that you help us to take these both steps in the name of jesus that you help us to seek you in the name of jesus that you help us to surrender all for you in the name of jesus that you help us lord in jesus name lord we pray that you you, you give us more understanding of this your word in the name of jesus that you enlarge our capacity in the name of jesus and finally finally we pray lord that the last day that on the last day that this world will not stand against us in the name of jesus that this word will stand for us in the name of jesus that we will not regret of ever listening to this word in the name of jesus that whenever we look back we will praise your name in the name of jesus thank you because i never ever living god thank you because you never change for in jesus of failing name we have prayed amen 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 in jesus name thank you listeners for for you listening for listening to ignite podcast thank you for listening every month and also we also bring to notice that and we are very sorry that from the month of i think december january february march we've not been able to update the podcast it is due to some logistic and due to some technical problem but we have resolved them and we pray that god is helping us in jesus name so this is this is the sermon and for, for, for the month of April that podcast and we trust God that more for the month of May, another month what will follow up in Jesus' name without any entrance in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. I still remain my humble, um, humble self, Akishadire Esther Omotola. Thanks for listening. Shalom. It's a new month, guys. Welcome into another episode of Ignite Podcast, and I welcome you to the month of May. I pray this month will be a glorious and wonderful month for every one of us in Jesus' name. I am your favorite host, Akinshadire Esther Motola, and it is nice to be back again in the month of May. We bless the name of of the Lord. We bless Him for His faithfulness. We bless Him for His loving kindness over our lives. It's another episode of Ignite Podcast, and we'll be looking at another topic today. 
this month as the Lord is going to speak to us himself. And the topic for this episode is guide your heart, guide your heart. But before we proceed, let us pray. Our Father, in Jesus' name, our most righteous Lord, we bless your name. We just want to love you, just want to honor you. We thank you for who you have, for your faithfulness so far. For the beginning of this year to this present moment, we say be that magnified, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name for your word that is coming against to us this month. We say be that exalted, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Our Lord, as we are about to hear from you directly from your throne, we say that may you speak to us in the language that we best understand in the name of Jesus. We don't want to hear man talk to us want to hear you talking to us in the name of jesus speak to us to yourself in jesus name thank you for your word thank you for your love of our lives for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen glory to god glory to god in the highest we are going to look onto a topic this month and it is titled guard your heart guide your heart the heart is the center or the seat of whatsoever a man does before a man can do anything or see anything, it has already taken place or he has already said it in his heart. So that is what our heart is. This is why the Lord is admonishing us to what? To guide our heart as a believer this month. We have to guide our heart. If we take a look at Matthew, let's go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. Matthew 5:27. I'm going to read King James Version. Matthew 5, verse 27. I believe we are there. I believe we are there. Matthew 5:27. It says, Ye ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looked on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Praise God. You will see one of the reasons guarding our hearts as a believer is very, very essential here. Looking at this verse, especially the verse 28, we see that guiding our heart as a believer is very, very essential. Jesus said in these verses that though it has been it has it has been commanded that adultery should not be committed, but any man that lost after a woman by looking at her lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart automatically that has been committed in his heart this implies that man do not necessarily need to commit that action do not necessarily need to commit that action before it is a sin as long as he has thought of it as long as he has thought about it in his heart it is already a sin he has already accomplished it he has committed the sin already that is it so this is why it is very very important for us as a believer for us as a true child of god to what to guide our heart with all diligence with all diligence also taking a look taking a look at the book of matthew let's say matthew chapter 15. matthew chapter 15. matthew chapter 15 verse 11. matthew 15 chapter 11 sorry chapter 11. matthew 15 verse 11. matthew 15 verse 11. we are looking at verse 11 18 and 19 the same chapter chapter 15. praise god Matthew 15, verse 11. Not that which goeth into a man, defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth that maketh, that defies a man. You're just talking about a man taking, maybe what you are taking, you're just saying that what you are taking inside does not necessarily defile you, but it's what is coming from you, from within. That is what is coming from our, um, from our heart as a believer. It is what defies us. Now looking at verse 18 of same chapter. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. Things that that, or that proceed out of the mouth. Things that we say that comes from our heart. The Bible says it comes from our heart and they defy man that is it what comes from a man's heart that is what defies man not what man takes in but not what man one man does it is what comes from the heart of man that is what defies a man now verse 19 for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts out of where out of the heart 
proceed evil thoughts. That means if you see a man that is doing things, that is doing evil things, that means it has come from the man's heart. If you see a man, okay, let's continue. Evil thoughts, murders, murders. If you see a man that commits murder, that kills, it is what it is coming from his heart. Adultery, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. All these are coming from where? From a man's at from a man's at so if you see any if you see any man exhibiting this this characteristics exhibiting this trait you know that it has he has he has four he has firstly what thought of it in his heart that is why we need to what to guard our heart as a believer so this verse is actually verse 11 it established that not what a man takes into his mouth that defies him but it is what comes out of his mouth now looking for that to verse 18 it explained that those things that defies a man from his mouth are from his heart and that and this defies him what comes from a man's heart and what defies him verse 19 also states that also states that also states different things we have mothers we have a um, theft we have false witness and the rest so these are what these are what defies a man and we need we need not to abort this in our heart as a believer so we need to both we need to guide our heart so that we don't abort all these things all these things listed in verse 19. so these are not supposed to be found in our heart they are not supposed to find the heart of one who claims to be a child of god if you claim to be a child of god you are not we are not to find them um, adultery in our heart theft in our heart and the right and the likes the book of proverbs let's go to the book of proverbs chapter proverbs chapter 4 proverbs chapter 4 proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 i'm reading king james version proverbs chapter 4 verse i believe we are there Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 it says keep thy heart with all diligence i want us to underline that part with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the issues of life proceed from our heart the issues of life proceed from our heart so we are towards we are urging us towards to keep our heart with all diligence with all diligence with all diligence because that is where the issues of life come from if you see a man that is desperate about being rich if you see a man that is desperate about acquiring wealth for himself you will know that he has already thought about it in his at that's already taking place if you see a man that kills maybe his his um, child or his wife or his family or his friend he has already done that in his heart before he before you we can see the manifestation that's already happened in his heart that is why the bible is urging us to what to guide our heart to keep our heart with all diligence another version of the bible say which was that with all vigilance with all vigilance because out of it are the issues of life everything we do comes out from what from our heart everything we everything we do comes out from there therefore we are not what we are to what we are to guide it we are to guide our heart let's look at the book of genesis so genesis chapter 6 genesis chapter 6 genesis chapter 6 verse 5 Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 and 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts, of his heart, were only evil continually. I repeat that verse 5 again. And God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts, of his heart, was only evil continually. Now verse 6, and it repented the Lord that he has made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Why? Why did God why why did God repent of making man, of creating man? Because the imagination, the thought of men were evil. Men's thoughts were what? Were evil. So God regret, regretted that what? That he made man. Why? Because he because his thoughts and he, because he refuses to what to guide his heart because man refuses to guide his heart god was grieved he regretted that what that he created man because of the intentions of what of man the intention and thoughts of man's heart were of evil only the intentions of men were evil though it is just an evil intention we can say it is just 
just in quotes you can say it's just an intention we can, we can easily say it's just an intention no i'm just thinking about it i've not done it now it's just what i'm thinking about but no here we can see that god is what god is really concerned about what we think what is going on in our heart god is really concerned about what is going on in the heart of his children that's why we need to take it that's why we need to what we need to keep or guide our hearts is concerned about what is going on. We should not just say, yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I've not done it. So it's not a sin. No. Looking at this scripture now, we see that God God regretted I created man. Because of what? Because what is what he said the intention of man were just evil, were full of evil imagination. He was grieved. So we should not just commonize our intention. Say it's just what I'm thinking about. I've not done. No. God is God is really concerned about what is going on in our hearts. He's really concerned about what his children are thinking. They are concerned what is what the children are aborting in their mind, in their hearts. This is why we need to work. We need to gather our hearts. Especially this in this month of May, God is wanting us to what to gather our hearts, to be conscious of what is going on in our hearts. Let's look at the book of Luke. We'll do more of the scripture. This this in this sermon, we'll deliberate more on the scripture. Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six. Verse 45. I believe we are there. Praise God. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man out of out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Out of the good of his heart. He brings what is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. An evil man out of the evil of his heart, bring forth what is what what is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance, I want us to underline that abundance of the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. So it is what is in his heart that it, what that it comes out. We've we've established this through different verses of the scripture that it is what we have in our heart. That the mouth, the mouth speaketh, that comes out through our mouth. So it is out of the abundance of the what of the heart that his mouth what his mouth speaketh. This shows that a good heart brings out good treasure. Also, an evil heart brings out what evil treasure. For the mouth speaks what is what what is in the heart. It is what is in the heart that the mouth what the mouth speak. The Lord is so much concerned about our hearts. I want us to know that the Lord is so much concerned about what we think. He's so much concerned about our imaginations. He's so much concerned about what is going on in our hearts. About what we have in our hearts. The Lord is so much what? The Lord is so much concerned about it. Praise God, somebody. The Lord is so much concerned about it. Let's look at the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. I believe we are there. Jeremiah 17 verse 10. It says, I, the Lord, search the earth. The Lord search where? The earth. Not what we do. He does not look, because he knows that man we can pretend. So he said what? I, the Lord, search the earth. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Now, where, do, where does the fruit of his doings come from? From the earth. That's why the Lord says that he was, he searched the earth. He searched the earth. The Mary chapter 4, 17 verse 10 says that the Lord searched the earth. He examines the earth. And that's why say he examines the earth. So he can give the world to man according to what he deserves. Because he knows that he knows that when, when, when man, man, man can pretend, they tend to pretend. So looking at the, the, the doings of man, the deeds of man, may, may, may not really justify what the man, man is, is supposed to take as a reward or what he's not supposed to have as a reward. So but the art really tells what man deserves. Really tell what what man is. A man is going to be rewarded according to what 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 he has in his heart, according to what he does, he, according to what takes place in his heart. God is so much concerned about our heart. He's not he's not really concerned about our behaviors because he knows that man can what man can pretend. He knows the pretentious nature of man, but he knows that the true man is in his mind. The true man is what is in his mind, and that is why and that is what why he what he wants to examine the mind that is what he wants to examine in order to reward man according to his deed he wants to examine his mind that is why we need to watch to guide our hearts 
to guide our what our hearts because that is what God is really really what God is really concerned about. That is what is concerned about. Let's take a look at First Peter. First Peter chapter three. First Peter chapter three, verse three to four. I believe we are there. First Peter three. First Peter chapter three, verse three to four. Say, who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning of plating the air and of wearing of gold or of putting on apparel, but let it be the eating man of the heart in that in that which is not corruptible even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of god of great price that verse for say but let it be hidden man of the earth he said that our adornment as a child of god should not just be the external or outward adornment but adorning the hidden person the hidden person of our heart which is precious in the sight of God, which is precious in God's sight, which God is much more concerned about. It is our heart, the hidden person of our heart, the hidden person of our heart. We can, I will give out some scripture that we can take a look at, that we can meditate on. We can meditate on Proverbs chapter, Proverbs chapter 119, verse 10 to 11. Proverb 119, 10 to 11. We can also meditate on Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, verse, f- verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 5. Also, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. Then Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. We can meditate on all the scripture. We really see the importance of the reason why what reason we need to what we need to guard our hearts. We really see that God is so so much more interested in our hearts. This verse shows that even if a man is to keep anything in his heart, you know, it's what is it is the commandment of God. It is the commandment of God that even even though you are to abhor anything as a child of God, it is what it is the commandment of God that we need to what and that we need to keep in our heart as a true child of God if we claim to be His child. If we claim to be His child, okay, let's take a look at that Matthew chapter twenty-two verse thirty-seven. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Matthew 22 verse 37, I believe we are there. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. It is love, it is the love of God that should be in our heart. The love of God that should be where? That should be in our heart. If we are to abhor anything in our heart as a, as a child of God, it is what? It is the love of God. It is the love of God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at Proverbs also. Proverbs chapter. Proverbs chapter 3 Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 Proverbs 3 I believe we are there Proverbs 3 verse 1 says my son forget not my law but let thy art keep my commandment let what thy art keep my commandments now taking, taking, taking a look at verse 5 also of the same chapter trust in the lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding that means our heart should what you have the trust of god our heart should, our heart should have the love of god our heart should, should keep the laws that's the commandment of god these are ways we can guide our hearts this will help us to what to guide our heart diligently it will help us to guide our hearts what diligently praise god somebody now let's look at philip philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It said, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. What is going to keep our heart and mind? What is going to guide our heart and mind? According to this verse, say the peace of God that passwords all understanding. So this finally shows us that what is able to keep our heart or to guide our heart and our mind as a believer is the peace of God that passes all understanding. The peace of God that passes all understanding. I pray for us in the name of Jesus that the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding in the name of Jesus will dwell in our heart in the name of Jesus and it will keep and guide our heart in Jesus' name. Also, let's take a look at Psalm. Psalm 15. Psalm 15. 
Psalm 15 verse 10. I believe we are there. Psalm 15 verse 10. Uh, Psalm 51 rather, sorry. Psalm 51 verse 10. Psalm 51 verse 10. Psalm 51 verse 10. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This, this should be our prayer this month. Throughout this month of May, this should be our prayer that God creates in me a clean heart. The Bible says that the heart of man is full of evil. That God regretted that he created man. So we need to pray that God creates in me a clean heart. A clean heart. Creating me a what? A clean heart. Creating me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. This should be our daily prayer in this month of May. And renew a right spirit within me. Because God is so, so much concerned about what is going on in our hearts than what we display to people to see. Because you know that man can be pretend, pretending. You know the pretentious nature of man. So he's so much concerned about our hearts. He's going to search all hearts. He's going to search all hearts. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. I pray that will help us. He will guide our hearts in the name of Jesus. Brethren, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. We worship you. Spirit of truth, we thank you for this word that has come to us in this month of May. Thank you for your word. The Bible says that the word of the Lord bringeth light and understanding unto the, unto, unto the simple. Thank you for this, for the light of your word. We say, be the magnified Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you help us to guide our hearts in the name of Jesus. You help us to guide our hearts in the name of Jesus. As we have seen that you are so, so much concerned about our hearts about what's going on in our hearts. Lord, we pray that help us to guide our hearts in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you help us to what to what to create you, you create a new spirit in our hearts you create a pure spirit you give us a, a pure heart in the name of jesus you create a, in us a pure heart in the name of jesus we pray that you renew our heart for us daily in the name of jesus that our heart will be renewed in the name of jesus and also lord we've seen that it is your peace that that can what that can help us to guide our hearts that can keep our hearts lord we pray that you give us your peace in the name of jesus we pray for the peace of god that will reign in our hearts in the name of jesus that will reign continually in the name of jesus lord we bless your name that you help us to be conscious of what we think of what goes on go, we, we of what we have in our hearts as well of what we have in our hearts you help us to be conscious of it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Lord, we just bless your name. We thank you. We worship you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the light of your word. Lord, we say thank you. We magnify your holy name. For in Jesus' unfailing name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Bless the name of the Lord for the success of another episode of ignite podcast for his word again this in this month of may we worship him we bless his name brethren thanks for listening thank you for tuning in every month thank you for staying with ignite podcast and i believe that god is blessing us in this month of may i believe that his word is bringing light to our path i believe that the lord is strengthening us in the name of jesus thank you for listening thank you i remain your host akisha dere esther until i come your way next time the month of june if the lord tarries lord uphold us may he be with us and may he strengthen us till i come your way next time bye stay blessed